0: Literally just go out and be kind to somebody. So that could be just, again, like I said before, that could just be really listening to somebody, letting them know that you see them, right? That could be simplistically handing them, giving them food, you know? Um, There's a lot of ways to be great. You know, that could be opening a door for somebody. There's uh, that could be, you know, if you're if you're checking out the register anywhere, you know, looking at the person that's checking you out, saying thank you and saying their name. I try to do that to make it more personal. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can be kind. Um, You know, I because like Georgina and I are in the gratitude community, you know, the with you and I, it's like, it's very simple for me to have a conversation with somebody and then just ask them, what are they grateful for in their life? Because that's, that's what I do, but I don't expect that from other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hmm, yeah. so, so, um, but, but these are all, again, these, there's, there's so many ways Just think of kindness as being like the sibling of gratitude. And if you want to be a, a catalyst for gratitude, just go out and be kind.
1: Today with us we have a fellow gratitude seeker and uh, gratitude spreader and uh, a good friend of mine his name is Chris Palmore and um, we will be talking about uh, quite a few things one of them being a wonderful book um, that he will be launching and um, also some of the some of the things that um, we can learn about gratitude from him, and um, he's always thinking about ways of um, engaging people in this beautiful practice, and I'm sure that he will have some some pretty amazing things to, to share with us. You might al- already know him because he's uh, already been on the Gratitude Podcast, and I'm really happy to have him here once again. Chris, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
0: Thank you, Georgie, and uh, glad to be back, man. Uh, lots, uh, lots happened since uh, since we talked many months ago, and uh, I thank you again for uh, letting me be on the podcast and allowing me to experience uh, this format and the interview session, and uh, inspiring me to start my own podcast. So, you know, since we've talked, I launched Gratitude Space Radio. So, um, so thank you for that, man. Really sincerely.
1: <laughs> my pleasure. I'm really glad that we're we're doing this and uh, we're helping people. Discover gratitude and uh, get more into this beautiful habit and explore it further themselves. I, I think this is this is something uh, very important for for us for us too, and I believe that for um, for all of the people on this planet. To be honest,
0: for sure, man. I you know I I believe that. Um you know, gratitude is a, is a practice, you know, it's a habit. And the beautiful thing is that, you know, us being gratitude creators or, um, you know, uh, we, we really enjoy creating content that allows people to be in practice. So the cool thing is, is if you're listening to two people talk about what gratitude is, you're actually in a practice, you know, it's, it's the form of, uh, of study, you know, and, um, my podcast and your podcast we we're putting these things out that are allowing people to uh, take a deeper look at gratitude and at the same in the same time they're actually they're actually practicing gratitude because they're they're listening to it it's like you know it's it's a habit it's a daily habit you know
1: yeah it's it's something beautiful that you can get connected with by just um being in in the in the presence of it whether other people are talking about it or experiencing it or um, you are doing certain practices yourself so let us know a little bit what um, you've been up to in in this last few months since we've talked
0: Thanks, Georgie, and yeah, I um, <clears throat> so I you know many many things have happened since we talked. I, I like I said, I launched the the podcast, and that's been um, phenomenal uh, for so many reasons. Um, I like to think you know I, I was doing written e- email interviews for years. I did one with you, which I really appreciated. Uh, that's kind of I think that's kind of how you and I first uh, met each other, and I really enjoyed those. But I'll tell you you know going from these written interviews which are you know to sending questions out and getting responses and building web pages to doing a podcast where I have uh, a conversation with somebody I, I have audio and I have video to um, to inspire this gratitude to put these collections together is I, I really felt like, going from one to the other, the the best analogy is I was walking around with like two sticks in the woods trying to create fire. And now it's like somebody handed me like matches, you know, like, or a Zippo. Like it's, it's amazing. Um, that's what the podcast has been to me. Honestly, it's, 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 it's taken me from, um, you know, you have to re- going out and like looking, having, searching and spending a lot of time to find gratitude to where, uh, to people share gratitude to basically being, I'm, I'm like swimming in gratitude, man. I have so much, I have so many people to talk to, so much great stuff um, that's it's just uh it's like night and day literally going from the dark like the dark ages into the present time so um that that's been massive that's been absolutely massive uh, what I've learned from people uh, talking about gratitude and I know you you know this it's the amazing thing about having a discussion with anybody about gratitude is that at, after you're done with it, you actually ha- find you have more to be grateful for. So the amazing thing is, is I can have these conversations with people and I actually end up being, I, I walk away more grateful.
1: That's amazing. And I totally know how you feel. And since I do, I'm really curious, what uh, what is the most interesting or impactful uh, story that you heard while talking with other people about gratitude, like what uh, moved you the most and uh, why did it move it, move you so much?
0: It's a great question. It's really open because there's been so many. So who who do I want to share in this moment, right? I got to be like, I'm going to act like I'm in the moment here. I've got all these things running around in my head. So I think, I think, the most impactful thing was uh, a friend of mine named Teddy that owns a, a company called grateful peoples. He, he shared um, I asked him who he was grateful for his life. And he shared this amazing story um, about his mother who had MS and, and how best to sell this in the quickest way. <clears throat> Basically what he told me is he said that, you know, He had, his mom had this illness at a very young age. So this is how he always knew her and he made it, this is how I took it, right? He made a conscious decision one day that either he could be angry that she had MS and be angry at this disease and kind of, you know, put that energy towards his mom or he could just be grateful for it because this is his mom and this is who she is and it is a part of her, right? It's, you know, it's who she is. And I thought, how powerful is it to take um, to take someone's disease and say, "I'm grateful for it," and to put in the spectrum of this is who they are, and I'm not going to allow negativity or anger to to be between us because of this illness. And it was so beautiful him saying that you know i, I found a gratitude in for her ms you know and then and then he said he's like he said you know it impacted her having ms impacted my entire life he said i um he said sometimes i'll sit down i'll sit down sit down and i will just you know be grateful that i can tie my own shoes you know, because he could see his mom couldn't do that. Or he says, you know, I'll be in the shower and just go, how, how wonderful and grateful I am that I could just bathe myself. Um, because he had seen that this is the person he loved most in his life, had to have help with these things. And I thought, and that really, um, that was really powerful, Georgie. And just to think, I never, you know, just the, the thought process of saying, I am grateful for, opposed to I am angry at. Because you're either going to have one or two emotions towards someone's illness. There's something there. You know what I mean? When it comes up, there's something there, you know, and it was just really powerful uh, to hear him construct this, a different way to look at a disease.
1: Wow. That's amazing. And I'm sure that we can all think about uh, situations in our life where, where and when we are angry and we, Uh, we tend to to be in this angry habit and yeah what a beautiful shift in perspective and what a difference it it actually made in his life because it it's something that he couldn't change right it's something that he could just accept and even more like uh, even more amazing is the fact that he was able to to feel grateful and to to choose to to find gratitude even in in that situation i think this is it's a beautiful story and it's uh, it's a great example of uh, the the power that we have the power of the human spirit and how capable it is to to find gratitude even in those kinds of situations
0: yeah for sure man you know, I, i've been talking on the podcast a lot lately and it's you know it's it's, ama- it's amazing that you know we can all have Okay, so perspective, I feel is like a huge, this is something I've learned more in the last six months. It's like, it's such a huge uh, key to being grateful as perspective and, and understanding that we get to choose what things mean and we get to choose our stories because you and I can have the exact same, we could, we could have the exact same situation and thing happened, thing happen to us and we can react different ways. Uh, you know, one of us it could make, you know, for example, Let's see here. So for, you know, Teddy's example, his mom having an MS could have raised him to be a bitter person and very angry, you know, and almost unloving because of a disease that was, you know, crippling his mother Or, or even, you know, we flip it to, you know, my mom died of cancer. That was really crappy. And I could make that my one note, right? I could make that my life. I could make her. So for example, I could make her death my life, but instead because I wrote her a letter of gratitude before me because I loved her, um, what's come out of my mom passing away from cancer and all the things around it is that, you know, I'm talking specifically of you today because I wrote this letter of gratitude to my mother. You know what I mean? It's, so, yeah. but I had to make a choice out of that. You know, um, I had to make a choice and say, well, what, what does this mean? What do I want? You know, how do I want to look at the situation? Cause it's my choice. You know, I, I like to frame, you know, talking about death or you know, people we love that we miss the, there's a, there's a huge flip side there. So for one thing is the reason that you're in so much pain right now, because you miss somebody is because of all the love it's because of all the memories, right? It's because of all, there's so much behind it. Right. And that's why you're in pain right now, but let's flip the script, right? Let's say that you had none of those memories and then you were just passive. This is just the way it is. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're feeling this way because It's a big loss, but bottom line is you had to have these experience to to feel that loss. You know, it's it it just it's it's the price of admission if you're going to love somebody. You know, and I and if you can frame your mind and going look, um, I you know I I, there's so if we keep in mind that the reason you're in pain right now is because there was a lot of good, then you can start to frame things. I'm not saying this is going to happen the day of, but I'm just letting people know they can right. Because it's always it's a choice. My situation, I feel like I I say this all the time. I go, look, look, I I could obviously just think my story could be like I could go. I love my mother. She died of cancer. Okay, that's there's very little there. Okay, I'm not giving you much other than life and death. But the reality of it is I can flip this and go, look, you know, I'm so grateful. I had a mother who loved me for thirty five years. I understand that that's not that's not a given. Everyone doesn't get that, Georgie. And they uh some people are born where their mothers don't want them. There's some people their mothers die. Are they born and then they, you know, they they have awful parents, you know. I, these are all things that can play out in reality. I know that I'm fortunate. You know what I mean? I know I had this. You know, I in writing my book, I actually took a step further and I was thinking about, you know, the only reason not the only reason, but, you know, part of the reason I exist is that my parents had a miscarriage the year before they really wanted to have a son and Gideon was born and lived 23 hours. Okay. And he died in the hospital and it was awful, absolutely awful for my parents. And even my dad, um, you know, mentioning it the other day, which is, you're talking about 43 years ago, Georgian, right. Um, And the fact that my mom's not here, you know, Um, but I'm telling you this because if that hadn't happened like it did, they wouldn't have gone, okay, I, we still want to have a son, right? We still want to have a son. So they decided let's, let's go ahead and roll the dice again. And because they had the experience before their doctor this time said, look, we're going to need to sew you up so that you don't, um, you don't have this kid uh, early. So think about this. And this is me reframing things for myself, right? This is me thinking about this like two months ago or six weeks ago. My mom wanted me so much to be born and healthy that she put stitches in her body just so I would show up on time. I never, and that's me framing it, right? That's not a statement my dad made. I've heard this story before. Do you understand the difference between me saying my mom had me and what I just told you? You know what I mean? Like there's so Mm -hmm. much more to be grateful for there. It's not, it's not just a delivery, right? And in most stories, it's never just a delivery, right? There's so much more. Um, and this is part of, you know, me appreciating my mother and me focusing on all the good and all the love and not focusing on her death because that is sad. Her death is sad. She should have lived a lot longer, but that this wasn't in the cards. Um, but that's not what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on her love, which is continues to spread more love. You know, uh, I I think that Um, we talked about before we got on the air, you know, basically there's giving thanks, you know, being grateful. And then there's people that are catalysts for gratitude. And honestly, I feel like the biggest catalyst for gratitude in my entire life was my mother. You know, she, uh, kindness is a huge uh, catalyst for gratitude, love is a catalyst for gratitude, listening, being present, right? These are all catalysts for gratitude. You can go out and, 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 and set up situations and be a catalyst for gratitude. And when you know you're doing it, it is powerful for not only you but the other person. You will get so much out of going out and just going. Look, I'm going to be a catalyst for gratitude today. Uh, it will entirely change your life. So, so if you can't sit around and, and think of things you're grateful for, go out and, and be that gratitude for somebody else. And that's you know, you know, you, I know you get it right. It's like when we start thinking about other people, we stop thinking about our problems.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I believe that's that's a very important part of why gratitude is so powerful because once we uh we get to see those things that aren't uh, naturally uh the focus like uh, our natural tendency is to focus on the things that are bad in our life um it's very helpful for us to to get outside of ourselves and um yeah, it works both ways. Either we start with gratitude and we want to spread it, because when we when when we are grateful, we want to to spread that gratitude. Or when we help other people, be be grateful. But I, I wanted to uh, to ask you something. What what do you think about the, this idea and this thing that uh, people tend to do? From my point of view, it's. Uh, let's say a, a lacking diplomacy uh the fact that people tell other people in their um maybe in their good intention to to help another uh, human being to feel grateful uh saying that you should be more grateful in in my opinion oh. it's it's not the best way to approach this
0: uh, i i completely agree um for one thing i don't think as individuals, we should be telling other people anything to do. Uh, (laughs) You should, you should never tell somebody how to feel. Obviously if, you know, it's different if you're friends with somebody, you know, there's a comfortability and if, you know, you're good friends with somebody, there's a difference in the relationship, but you're, you're talking, I think you're talking about just the blanket uh, to the masses, you know, like the stranger on the street, you know, going up and saying, you know, you need to be grateful. You have so much to be grateful for. Um, I think that's, um, if anything, you know, how, how to put this in perspective, we're definitely not going to talk about religion, but we're going to say this, you know, if you're on the street and you hear somebody speaking, saying, preaching hellfire and, hellfire and damnation, uh, and it's not the belief you agree with, that's the feeling the person's getting when you look at them and say, you should be grateful. Uh, <laughs> since, <Exactly.
1: laughs>
0: um, and that's not, a, and that's not a feeling and that's nothing I ever want to, pre- I, I, I know what that feeling is and I, I would never want to give that. I think that, um, I, I definitely, the approach is not to tell people that they have a lot to be grateful for. I, I, I'll, you know, with, so let's just talk about my life, right? What, what do I do? Um, I just go out and I'll have conversations with people and then I'll ask them, you know, if they have some things in their life they're grateful for. That's a conversation though. See, that's not a, that's not a blow horn. That's not a, you know, um, that's not me telling them they have to, you know what I mean? Like there's a huge difference between having a conversation and being present for somebody and just, uh, you know, and just demanding something in their face, like telling them what to do. I think it's, um, I don't think it's a healthy way to communicate period for anybody (laughs) over anything. So, um, like I you know, I, I've asked hundreds of people and had done hundreds of videos across the country and I felt like I've never, I've never told anybody they have a you know, they have a lot to be great. I don't feel like I've ever been that person. You know what I mean? Like, cause there's intention in that person. It's very different from my intention. My intention period is that I want to create a moment where they're going to share what they're grateful for with me. And the only way I can do that is by not being the guy you're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like step one, don't be the person to walk and go, you have a lot to be grateful for. Right. Um, it's not, um, because the the bottom line is some people it's it's people are different and the easiest way to do is to have a conversation and then make it an organic thing and and I don't have I feel I feel completely fine having the conversation with anybody um so that's you know I feel like I'm kind of rambling but I I feel like Speaking more to the point I was talking before, if you want to be a catalyst for gratitude, there's a lot of ways you can do it. And one of the ways you shouldn't do it is walking up to strangers and saying, you have a lot to be grateful for. You're not being a catalyst for gratitude. Then what you're doing is you're making a negative, you're, 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 actually putting a negative stigma to gratitude because they're going to have this memory of you in their face, uh, almost like somebody at a protesting or, you know, it's, it's ugly. So if you want to be a catalyst for gratitude, just go out and be kind to somebody. Literally just go out and be kind to somebody. So that could be just, again, like I said before, that could just be really listening to somebody, letting them know that you see them, right? That could be simplistically handing them, giving them food, you know? Um, There's a lot of ways to be great. You know, that could be opening a door for somebody. There's uh, that could be, you know, if you're if you're checking out the register anywhere, you know, looking at the person that's checking you out, saying thank you and saying their name. I try to do that to make it more personal. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can be kind. Um, You know, I because like Georgina and I are in the gratitude community, you know, then with you and I, it's like it's very simple for me to have a conversation with somebody and then just ask them what are they grateful for in their life? Because that's, that's what I do, but I don't expect that from other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so, um, but, but these are all, again, these there's, there's so many ways Just think of kindness as being like the sibling of gratitude. And if you want to be a, a catalyst for gratitude, just go out and be kind.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. So. It's actually uh, the kind of feeling that we want to, um, to get other people to feel. Like When, when you uh, think about this idea of you, you should be grateful, you feel bad, you feel uh, guilty that you're not. And um, I love the fact that you mentioned uh, this part about how gratitude can actually have um, a negative spin on it because of these kinds of situations in which people might have told you uh, at one point that you should be grateful for, for the things that you, that you have and that you might not be uh, for some reason. And I believe that this is, this is not gratitude. Like this is uh, just trying to, to make that person feel bad one way or another. It's not, it's, doesn't have anything to do with, with real gratitude and like you said when someone is kind to you it's very easy to to feel grateful for that kindness and uh, especially since you're listening to this interview most probably you are the kind of person who is open to uh, feeling grateful easier uh, than most of the, of the other people and also uh, you are hopefully the kind of um, human being that wants to spread kindness as well. So yeah, I think it's um, it's an important conversation um, how we can actually become catalysts for, for gratitude and um, spread that gratitude because this is one of the, the most beautiful ways in which we can um, enjoy uh, a better life a better life ourselves but also the people around us and um, yeah I truly believe that if we if you want to change the world we we can start small and you never know where where it actually uh, takes you when when you have many people that are are grateful in the world that are um, appreciate appreciating each other that are um, I don't know Kind to each other, there are so many things that can change in a in a beautiful way.
0: For sure, man. You know, it's it's you know it it you know pe- everyone's got their own battles and their own demons, and um, you know just I, it's the power of kindness. Um, it's it's an amazing thing to go out and just look for ways. You know, it's again, it's all intentional. Just like practicing gratitude is intentional. You just. You know, um, if you can look for ways to be kind to other people, again, you're going to stop worrying about your own problems. The cool thing is, is when you do this too, is you actually become present. That's, you know, another, um, you know, another huge benefit of being grateful is being present. You know, uh, gratitude allows you to be present and appreciate the things that you have opposed to the things that you don't have. Um, it allows you to feel like you're not lacking at least for that moment right or at least could say you know I, I have you know aspirate we all have aspirations and things we want to do but when we when we are present and we talk about what what we're grateful for in the moment or if you're being kind to somebody you're actually coming into the moment you know the present moment and you know I've been thinking about, you know, I I think people need to understand that, you know, the the future is just an idea, you know, Georgia. and the future is an idea that may never, you know, and when you arrive at the future, it actually isn't the future. It's the present. Um, (laughs) The more we are in the future, we're not in the present. And the more we're stuck in the past, we're not in the present and period. All we really have is the present. We're never guaranteed another day in this planet. There's no guarantee. And that you're like, there's no guarantee that you're going to be around a week from now. And I'm not trying to sound morbid. I'm just, I'm just stating a fact um, you know, what's important right now? You know, what's what was it what are you grateful for right now? Because most of the time we're in our heads worrying about everything that we don't have control over, and we're worrying about a future that hasn't arrived, and we're stuck in a past that has already that is the past <laughs> that has already <laughs> happened. Again, you can't change it, right? Um and we're and what that's doing is it's taking us out of the moment. It's completely still in our gratitude. It completely is. It's completely taking away from everything that you have going for you right now. Um, You know, I wake up and I do a journal and I I find that I say that, you know, I'm recently I've been more so it's like, I'm just grateful to be alive. And if you can, if you can just pick up in the morning and go, I get the, another gift of this day, I think you're going to have a better day. I think you're going to see things more grateful. You're going to appreciate more people in your life. Um, you're going to slow down, you know, because this is, you have this day, you have this time right now and it's not guaranteed that you're going to have, you know, this is not, it's not forever. It's not (laughs) period. You know, it's not. Um, so if, if gratitude is a massive tool to bring you into the present moment and I'll tell you, um, anybody out there, I'm sure most people get is like the present moment is where you want to be
1: totally and i'm really happy that you're here with us right now and that you're listening to this conversation because that means that you want to be in the present moment and you you want to be more and more grateful and i think it's um, it's a beautiful thing that that you chose to do this so thank you for for choosing this and for being here with us but uh getting to the next uh, part of our interview can you let us know a little bit about the book you uh, you didn't mention that you uh, have been working on a book for the last uh, 6 or 7 months right
0: yeah well the writing for the book started in uh, the the very beginning of the year but i'll tell you you know the story my, my, so this is a fun story. So, you know, I, I'm, t- I'm in Bogotá, Columbia. I'm, I'm visiting my, my fiance, you know, I'm, and I, I have this con, you know, I have this conversation, it's the end of December. I have this conversation with my mentor that I've had. Fortunately, Thomas Clopolis has been my mentor and friend for over five years and he just, you know, I was doing interviews, I was continuing to do interviews and, um, for the website. And he just said, Chris, he's like, what, you know, he said, where where do you want this all to go? Like, what is your, he asked me that question. He's like, why, why are you doing this? Which I think is a great question to ask yourself anything when you're involved in a project. (laughs) Like what, what is the, what do you, you know, what do you want? Like what is, what would be the ideal situation? All this is leading towards you. Right. Um, you know, people could take this a lot of ways, like in their life, you could say what with, you know, with a relationship, you could think, okay, well, ideally we'd be married and we'd live, we'd live together and be happy the rest of our lives. Like that would be an idea and relationship. But in a situation where you're creating gratitude interviews and you've got this website and I've taken tours and done videos, he asked me again, he's like, where's this all going? I said, well, you know, it would be amazing. I said, first off, I said, it would be amazing to have seven other writers um, interviewing people so that we would have a new gratitude interview every day, you know? that, that would be really cool. Right. Have more people in the mix, you know? Uh, and then I said, you know, and then I said, well, you know, ideally what I want to do is I want to get in front of as many people as I can and be a catalyst for gratitude. That's what I want to do. Period. And he said, he said, well, Chris, he's like, he's like, you know, you know, if you want to do that, he's like, you need to get a book. And the, the, the funny thing about that is, you know, Georgiana is that he said the same words to me the first time we ever talked on the phone over five years ago. I, you know, I, uh, Thomas, you know, he's a, he's traveled the world as a keynote speaker. He's a, he's an, you know, an author. He's been all over the world. And he, uh, when I got him on the phone five years ago and I shared my gratitude story with him about my mother, he said, first off, he said, Chris, what can I do for you? He literally asked me, what can I do to help you? Which was incredible. It was, I think it may have been the first time a stranger's really said that to me in my entire life where they, you know, where they, I felt like they meant it you know, opposed to just some passing yeah. statement. Um, but he's in that conversation, he said, you know, he's like, you need a book. He's like, I know, you know, I can't, I can't guarantee anything, but I do know the people in the speaking circuit. Cause I do that. He's like, if you want to get in that realm, you have to have a book. So that's five years ago. So now we have the kind of, we're moving forward to January. We are at the end of December. We have the same conversation. and I go, I go and and I hadn't forgotten that conversation, right? The one five years ago, I definitely hadn't forgotten that. Um, We had it again. And, um, he said, I said, I said, you're completely right. You know, that's, 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 that's been something that's been sitting in my head. He said, and then he gave me, he gave me a prompt. He said, how about this? He said, you know, don't stress yourself out too much. He's like, how about the next six months you, you get into the habit of writing every day, 500 words a day for the next six months. And then you just see what happens, you know, maybe at the end of it, you decide I have no desire to write a book, you know, or I don't like writing or, you know what I mean? Like he's just, he's, he's he was basically prompting me to get started. He's like, go ahead and get started and see what happens. Um, so I did, I was like, I was like, I could do 500 words a day. Thomas, you know, I, I try to do my best to whatever Thomas says. I, I take, he's to me, he's, he's always, he's an authority, but he's also a friend and he has my best interests at art. I know, I know those are three things that are always running when I talk to him. And I always appreciate his time because that guy is super busy. <laughs> so, um, you know, but he doesn't make you feel like that when I'm with him. I'm just saying I know he's. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. so I did. You know, I wrote for six months, and in that period of time, you know, I I had a lot of story, and I have a lot of story. You know, originally after writing a lot, I was like, okay, I had this big memoir idea. And then because of the podcast, I was interviewing people that had shorter books and I was thinking about my big book and I was looking at their small books, right? Their books are like 100, 130 pages. And I realized that um, the analogy of this is like, people don't know me well enough right now to marry me, but I would like them to date me, right? So the idea is I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I, I decide, okay, I'm going to do a simplistic story. I don't need to give them, I don't need to give them, you know, my entire life. I just need to give them something, right? I need to give them something about my story and gratitude, not my entire existence or my whole story and gratitude. So the cool thing is, is that allowed me to go, okay, we're going to make this, this is a lot easier. It's going to be a lot shorter. Um, My, at the same time, my, one of my other mentors, he released his book, uh, Bobby Kuntz, The Someday Solution, amazing book about just getting started. You know, his whole thing is, uh, if you look on the calendar, Georgie, and there's no day called Someday, you know, he's like, there's when people say they're going to do something someday, that actually means they're for the most part, that means it's never going to happen. So you got to start, like we were saying, back to what Thomas was saying, you got to whatever you're planning on doing, you have to start, um, without starting you're just you haven't done anything and it just becomes someday. So because he did his book, he had, he, he came across a really amazing editor. Um, he hooked me up with Nusha and then because she's an amazing person, um, she, her and I started talking about ideas for the book and, and because she understood my story, she said, how about we initiate other people to write essays and letters in gratitude for the book. And I'll tell you, I hadn't thought of that at all, Georgian. even though, you know, it's a great, I hadn't, and I'll tell you why I didn't think about it. Cause I was thinking I did that years ago. And it's, it's almost like pulling teeth to get people to write things. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a big ass for somebody to write things. I know this, right. I've done this. I've asked this, but because she held my hand and it was her idea and she's like, I know people in the writing community. She's like, we can do this. Right. And I go, I'll go, okay. I said, that's great. If you think we can do this, like I needed her to say, it, right. If you think we can yeah. do this? I'm down for it. So the amazing thing is, um, what happened with her idea was it became an anthology. Okay. So the cool thing is, is the book that's coming out in a couple weeks, there are over sixty people, different people that wrote in essays and letters in gratitude for that are in the book. Okay. So the cool thing is, is all I want to do is initiate people to be a cows for gratitude, right? And the book itself. <laughs> has done that <laughs> because specifically specifically because it initiated people to write in gratitude the book yeah. is doing exactly what I want to do and it is a complete success regardless of how who it hasn't been published yet but the fact that people wrote for it um it's a home run for me so it's like just the fact that these people's letters and essays are in this book and there and there's some really great ones I want to share one with you here in a minute um it's 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 a win, you know. It's a total win, and the great thing is uh, that you know um, I understand that gratitude is different for everybody, and maybe my story won't resonate with you. But I'll tell you, you're going to find something in this book that resonates with you. You have to because we have every taste, we have every flavor in this book, right? And there's going to be something that you're that's going to resonate with you because it's not just one man's story; It, it is everyone's story, and that's what the amazing thing about gratitude is. We we, it's something that brings us all together and it's something we all have in common. And we all have these stories of gratitude. And when you read, or you listen, or you watch something in gratitude, it becomes a mere reflection to you. So this book has, has so much of that. Um, so the great thing is, is it tells part of my story and then it just, it tells all these other people's story and gratitude, you know? So it's, um, it's really beautiful, man. I, I Again, because my story in gratitude is everybody else's story, right? That's what gratitude space is. You know, the interviews, there's other people, the videos on my tour. These are other, you know what I mean? I have my story, but my story is, is that I want, I want to hear everybody else's story. I want to share everybody else's stories.
1: Yeah, so, know you know,
0: yeah, yeah. So I know I'm kind of rambling, but that's, that's what the book is about.
1: Yeah, so, so let us know on the story that you, that you wanted to share.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I pulled up one this morning and I was thinking, what can I, what can I share with Georgie? And I'm reading this uh, really great book um, about finding your happiness, the purpose, uh, the Japanese way. It's a really great book, but, um, and then I, it, it clicked with me that there was one I wanted to share. And I think that, I think that your audience really liked this. So this is called, this is a essay that's in the book. It's called spreading gratitude. It's by Molly McLaughlin.
1: <clears throat>
0: so it says this, I recently hit my 2000th consecutive day of gratitude email messages to my friends and family, AKA 5.479 years of daily gratitude.
1: Wow.
0: This is, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, this is not a single habit that I have, kept. there is not a single habit that I've kept this consistently and in the process. This practice has taught me a lot. Before starting this practice, I didn't hang out much in the state of gratitude regularly. For the, for the most part, I hung out in a state of survival and suffering. Thanks to the repetition of this daily practice, mantra, or even prayer of gratitude, my mind is slowly but surely becoming more primed to seek out what's right versus what's wrong. I've also discovered that you're, you're never done with the practice of gratitude. It is a daily creation. Without working that muscle, our lizard brain will sail right back to everything that doesn't work. Bruce Lee once said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. I'm excited to see what life will look like after 10,000 days of gratitude. Lastly, I've learned that sharing gratitude can be even more soul-filling than keeping it all to ourselves. The gratitude contagion effect that happens when we don't keep our appreciation for our lives tucked away can be a win-win for both the listener and us. And that's why I'm grateful to be included in this book to help forward that goal of spreading gratitude as a collaborative and consistent part of my life. Amazing. Right? (laughs) Wow. I, I, I just really, I read that in the fact that she's done 2,000 days. And that's not just, that's her emailing her friends and family. Did you catch that? That wasn't just saying that she has a list in the morning. That's her literally putting together an email for 2,000 days in a row, dude. Wow and then i i just love the bruce lee analogy she's like i'm so excited you know the ten thousand kicks you know the one kick what's going to happen in ten thousand days of gratitude like where am i going to be in my practice right what's that going to look like i just um i love that i love that so much man i just that's that was hitting me this morning when i was reading my book and thinking about what what could i share with you about the book
1: yeah this is this is wonderful and it the analogy is great because we we think we we should do so many things when it's actually some of the essentials that it's important for us to to keep doing every day if we if we want to be happy and fulfilled in life i love that i love that so since we're nearing the end of our time together let our audience know um, how they can get the book, how, how they can uh, get in touch with you and uh, get the, the, the teaser that you uh, mentioned before the, the interview.
0: Yes, thanks, Georgie. And so um, I, I want to, you know, what I was telling you is I, I, that I wanted to gift your audience a taste of the upcoming anthology. And, um, where, where this will be on the website, it'll be, and I'll, and I'll send this over to you, Georgian, so you don't have to listen to the write up, but it'll be at dot com slash, forward slash. Thank you. I decided to make it put it as a thank you know, dot com slash. Thank you. So it's our dot forward slash. Thank you. If you go there, uh, just give me your email. Um, I will send you, I have a thing set up where I will send you a taste of the book. So that's one thing I'd love to, to gift your audience for just listening, um, this far to our conversation. Um, and then on top of that, by the time this episode does air, the book will be on the, in the, uh, on Amazon. I will get you the link to that too. So if it's the so bottom line is, um, graduate space.com is where everything is. I have graduate space radio. So if you're looking for more, uh, podcast gratitude if you want to top it off of obviously Georgians you want to top it off with a little more of something else uh, graduate space radio is there but the uh, the book I'll have the graduate space.com forward slash thank you and then I'll also get uh, the in the show notes there'll be a link to the actual book if you'd like to pre-order it or purchase it and And just letting one last thing about the book, um, you know, at the end of the book, my ask is that uh, if the book has inspired you to reach out to somebody or to have a moment of gratitude, if you wrote a letter, then I totally want to hear about that. Because this book, this book is not a singular thing. This book will birth another book. Um, Because just like Georgie and I know, gratitude inspires gratitude. Uh, Gratitude breeds gratitude. So this book is going to inspire another book. And if if for some reason uh, this, you know, this conversation you're hearing from me and Georgian and you getting to the book inspires you to reach again, to have a gratitude moment with somebody to, uh, to, 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 you know, if that happens, I want to hear about it. I sincerely want to hear about it. Um, that's the, all day long. I want to hear about it. And if you would like to share with me, that's great. If you'd like to possibly have it be in a book in the future, that's great too. So I just want to, tell everybody I want to thank them for listening uh, and listening to the story and uh, I want to thank you again Georgian for being a good friend and uh, allowing my, me to share my my voice, my story and also this book
1: yeah it's it's my pleasure and I'm really happy that we got to have this conversation and I'm sure that our listeners were inspired at least a little bit uh, to, to choose gratitude more and to uh, just live more with uh, gratitude in their life. So, thank you very much for all of the things that you've shared, and um, good luck with the book.
0: Thank you, Georgian. You have a wonderful day. I really appreciate you, man.
1: If you know that you don't need to be rich to feel abundant and grateful, then this course is for you. There are so many courses out there teaching you to get rich and to get rich fast. In my experience, being able to maintain a state of gratitude and abundance is far more valuable than getting rich. So I want to invite you on this seven-week journey from lack to abundance because I would really love for you to experience more and more abundance in your life. The first step on this journey is to click the link in the description or go to georgianbenta.com abundance.